When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, my mood right now, Shannon Sharp, if it's like 1 out of 10, right, 10 to 10, I'm on like 15. I am on, and it's not because Stephen A's not here. I love Stephen A, so if he's watching, Ooh. it's not. <laughs> this is my last day before vacation. How long you, you like off? that handshake? I'm going to be off for a week. Oh, man. Look at what yeah. today. We're going to go see oh. the family right after the show. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. going to see my sisters, the whole thing. So it's going to be good you got? I got two sisters. Younger, older? Older, and my nieces and nephews. So I'm excited. I haven't seen them, so I'm excited to see everybody, you know. Shannon, how are you? You look dapper as usual. I'm doing great, Molly. Thank you for being here today. I know you're not usually here on Thursday. Stepping in for Stephen A., you're going to hold it down. But great to have you. I'm uh, definitely going to hold it down. I know my guy Ocho watching. I told him I'm going to give him a shout-out, Molly. But shout you know to your Chad. Favorite, By the way, favorite? let me say, what you and Chad are doing is phenomenal. I mean, Thank you. You, you guys are hilarious. Thank you. Hilarious, I really appreciate hilarious. that. I mean, some, yeah. of the, some of the clips, I get a little nervous. I'm like, all right, yeah, what yeah, yeah. am I supposed to say? Sometimes I do go you, on the Twitter you need and me to come, Shannon Sharp yeah. trending, yeah. and I'm like, okay. Do you need me to come moderate this discussion? Sometimes I get a little nervous for you two, but you guys are you having, know, you guys are you having a good time. And you, you need have, to come up. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you need to come on one night. You know, come on one night. In, I'll come uh, on for sure. Yeah. I will come on. I'll come on for sure. Woody, Dio, how you doing? You know your favorite uncle back? He's looking like crispy. Hey, 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 he dressed up for you. Extra hey, crispy. Got hey, the OG, haircut. Hey, the somebody deal. had to hold it down, OG, with, with the suit that guy on right now. Like, nice. okay, somebody I see that. I like that. Down. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That tie knot yeah. is. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's appropriate. We, we're very appropriate for the holiday. Well, I mean, you and I, like, come on. Yeah. This is great for the holiday. I look like an elf, but. Did Tiffany pick that out? Of course she picked she, it I, out. But I love it. It's the yeah. holiday spirit. She, she picked it out late By last the way, night. I, real quick before we get into this, I heard there was like a travesty in your family regarding Mad Dog's Are we list. getting into that right no, now? No, but Mad we, Dog. But we're, no, no, no. No, save it. We're doing it later. Save it. That's called a tease in this business. Mad Dog. been around long enough. We're, no, save it. All right, speaking of Christmas, I wish I was mm-hmm. going to this game. Christmas Eve, Shannon, we're separating yeah. the real from the fake. When Dave, Dak, and the boys head to South Beach to take on two on the Finns' must-see TV. Earlier in the week, we had Micah Parsons sickened by the criticism, and now it's Tua's turn. Here's Tua on all the noise, the media specifically. I keep receipts. We all we all have, have, have a way of how we do things, but, like, all the narratives about it, I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I, that, you're right. I am, that is the only time I am at my best. That's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay Sharp, you're up first. Uh, what's does- your reaction to Tua? Keeping receipts. He doesn't care, but he spends 90 minutes at the podium telling you that he doesn't care. Oh, I'm not, But where was this attitude after the Tennessee loss? That was your time. 
No, don't, don't get up there. You beat the Jets. You beat the lonely, pathetic playing Jets. You hang 30 on them. They get nothing. And now you want to beat your chest like you King Kong on the Empire State Building? Bro, you standing up there like you Dan Marino. Stop playing. We remember what you were before uh, uh, Tyreek got there. Let me tell you how much they wanted Tyreek. Devontae Adams signed the largest contract in, free, in the wide receiver history as a free agent. The Miami Dolphins moved heaven and earth to get Tyreek, gave up major compensation, and made him the highest paid receiver in NFL history with years on his contract, something we don't normally see. And you want to get up here and pretend like you the driving force? Really, Tua? That's what we're doing right now? Oh, you keeping receipts. We got some, too. Because we, we watch how you played, had a 14-point lead. Do you know the history? Teams that had a 14-point lead in the last three minutes of the ball game? And we trotted you out there several times, and what did you do? Man, they didn't see what has happened with it, Dio. What has happened is these guys, they love all the praise. They live for the praise, but they die by the criticism. So if we critique mm. anything that they don't do well, oh, you're a hater. I keep receipts. Well, I got a pocket of them, too. And you know what? My receipts long like a CVS list. You know when you go to CVS and you buy some <laughs> oh, lotion, Woody? Those are the and best. It, the nah. CVS coupon, then, uh, you know, <laughs> Shannon, sometimes you have a really good day and you get like $10 extra bucks and yes. a 40% off coupon. Yes. And it's you like, buy, who's better than me? Yeah, I love buy, those coupons. Guys, you it's buy such Q, a win. You, you, yeah. you, you, buy, you buy Q-tips and they spit out a receipt that takes you out the door. Come <laughs> on, Tua. Bruh. You had a nice See, bounce back game, but all of a sudden, don't start pretending like the, you a top three quarterback, like you Dan Marino. But this is why he's saying what he's saying, Shannon. What, what is the criticism behind the Tua stuff? I, I, I've never understood it. The player has never done anything outside of a brief period of time in the NFL when, in my opinion, the handling of him was completely improper. He's never done anything but played at an incredibly high level. A freshman year at Alabama to the national championship moment, the way he plays at Alabama for the majority of his career, he's dealt with so many injury things in, in, in the conversation around him. And is he ever going to actually become the player that he becomes to his injury prone or to his soft and all that? And then all he does last year is he leads the number one offense in football. When he played, it was the number one offense in football. And all he's done this year is lead the number two offense in football behind the San Francisco 49ers. He's got, in the last two seasons, 50 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. And so there is this criticism of him that I'm not going to say it's like only him because I think that Dak Prescott is in a world of that and Josh Allen certainly is in a world of that. But for some reason, it's, well, without Tyreek, what did he do last week? What, what did he do last week? And, he and beat Shannon, the you Jets. Said, but Shannon, you, they, they, they threw it all over the yard on him. He and beat the say, Jets. You say he moved, they moved heaven and earth to get him. That's not true. The Chiefs called them. The Chiefs no. called them. No. They didn't go it. searching for Tyreek. No, 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 no. Drew Rosenhaus hit up the Dolphins and the Jets. Stop this notion, Dan Olaski. The Tyreek Chiefs called them. Mike McDaniel spoke about it. Tyreek Hill was not on the block until Drew Rosenhaus said he wanted Devontae Adams' money. And Miami went and got him because that was good. And I'm not saying they should go help because, remember, 
Tua had an all-star. Look at the receivers he was throwing to. Name one receiver outside of John Mechie that did not go in the first round that Tua threw to at Alabama. Ruggs, Judy, Waddle, Devontae Smith. Four first-rounders. So in order, and Miami Dolphins said, in order for him to mimic that success, we need to go get that type of talent here in Miami. And I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that. Look at Joe Burrow at LSU. Oh, but I'm saying, Dio, I'm not saying that there's wrong. But stop this notion like he's Dan Marino. Stop this notion that he's Patrick Mahomes. But I don't think people – I don't think – real quick, before you jump in, I don't – he's not talking like he's Dan Marino. But we yes, talk about is. Tua like he's me. No, no. He the – Woody, did he not say – he's trying to be sarcastic. I'm the worst quarterback ever. Oh, yada, yada. Nobody said you're the worst quarterback about. ever. That's what he said. I disagree with that. That's what he said. Take off, Woody. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, a couple things here. Number one, I know you uh, – I know that the Jets are a big punching bag, but their defense is actually one of the best. They got arguably the two best corners, you know, two, three best corners as a secondary in the league, and Tua just torched, torched that secondary last week. So I got to give them credit for that. But I think my bigger point when we talk about Tua and the way Tua was talking at the podium, it's really a byproduct of what Mike McDaniels has done with Tua as far as rebuilding him as a player, rebuilding his confidence, because it was never about his talent. Like, Tua Tungvaloa is one of the most talented quarterbacks that we have in this league. The question about Tua since he's came in the league has been what? Injuries. Health. It's been health. He's finally, when Mike McDaniels came in, there's been two things that he's done. Number one, he's been he's trying to prioritize keeping Tua uptight, mm-hmm. I mean upright. Yep. And then number two, and more importantly, rebuilding the person, the man into his confidence. Because he saw, like all like most of us saw, how talented this guy is. This is one of the most accurate quarterbacks that's come in the National Four League in quite some time. That's a true and statement. I think Mike McDaniel has come in and has rebuilt Tua and his confidence. And to me, that's what I saw at the podium. It wasn't that he was being disparaging, was disparaging the media or anything like that. He was just simply saying, like, look. I'm a pretty damn good quarterback. Y'all might say all these type of things, but check the tape. Like, I'm pretty good. And last week, I showed all of y'all who've been saying that, oh, that he's only doing this because of Tyreek Hill. I only went out there and thrashed arguably the best secondary in the National Football League in the Man, Jets. stop it, so Woody. I, oh, what, 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 what are you just – are, are, you disagreeing with, are, are, are you disagreeing with what are, I'm saying just now? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm vehemently. I'm, hold on. I'm vehemently disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm what? strenuously I, disagreeing with what you're saying. Are what? you telling me? Are you telling me that ju- that Jet secondary is playing yeah. at the same level they played at last year? They're they're like top no. three right now. They're playing pretty good. They're playing pretty they're good. Playing pretty good. They're like Shannon, top three in the league. Shannon, d- 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 that defense that the Jets that he played with against last week without Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill did not play in that game. The week before gave up six points to Houston. Now C.J. Stroud went out that game, but hadn't done anything before he, before he had gotten hurt. They gave up 13 points to the Falcons. Miami had dunked on them the week before. They gave up 32 to the, the Buffalo Bills, and that was an unbelievable performance by Josh Allen. Every, they gave up 16. You see, you see what you do? Every time the what? Jets defense Facts? get cooked, it takes an unbelievable performance from someone else. It takes an unbelievable performance by this. But, the, number, but, but Shannon, the numbers don't lie. 
But, but like, no, that's what so happened, Shannon. That's what happened. Hold on. Hold but you know what? If, but you know. If, but you know what, Shay. But you know what, Shay. Shay. Listen, Jacob. I'm not. I'm not trying to bring the Jets into this. This is to me more speaking to Tua and his confidence and what right. Mike McDaniel has done with Tua in the in the years that they've been working together. I don't look at what Tua d- did as disparaging or self-centering. I'm just looking at the man that has has been infused with a lot of confidence and he's playing with a lot of confidence and he's playing like one of the best quarterbacks that we have in how, our league right how, now. How did how did how did Tua look against Tennessee? Uh, he played okay. He played okay. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Woody, Woody, when I ask you how did Tua look against Tennessee, I need you to say he looked great. I don't need you to pause, look up oh, to the wait, left. Hold on. So we so he, so he we gonna look oh, we, great. Oh, so we we can nitpick any quarterback in this no, league. We no, can, no want, we can nitpick any quarterback. Have the same I want you to no, know. I want you to have the same bravado. Step to the podium and talk like you talk against Tennessee. How did he look against Kansas City? He played good. Right, he played good in that you, game. The man's really he played good. He did. Wow. I called okay. both those games, Shannon. I, I, I mean, he played okay it. against Tennessee and he played good against Kansas City. Not crazy. Wow. Hey, so, here's so, the thing, so Shannon. Good. Here's the thing. We couch everything with Tua, right? There's always a we couch everything with every quarterback. No, D-O. we don't. Damn. Yes, no, we, we do. No, we don't. We don't. We Woody. don't couch. We don't couch things when we talk about like three or four of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Name who? Name who? Do we couch things when Josh Allen plays great? Do we couch stuff with like yes. man, Steph? Do we ca- when, when Patrick Dak plays, plays Patrick, great with Patrick Mahomes we, with Dak Prescott? We say, well, who is Dak doing this to? He's beating up on the Giants. He's beating up no, on no, the no. Commanders. I'm, I'm talking he, about. I'm, I'm not talking about like in regards to that, Shannon. What I'm saying is when Tua plays well, it's always through like looking through Tua's v- performance vantage point of oh, Tyreek had seven for a buck fifty. It's never. Man, Tua played so great that Tyreek was a benefit of it. It's almost like, and this isn't a knock on Reek, he's unbelievable. But it's always through the, well, Tyreek played great and Tua benefited off of it. It's never flipped. Because because the thing is, is that we saw Tyreek without uh, Tua, and we saw Tua without Tyreek on the roster. And Tyreek was an all-pro and was was the, was on his way to be a Hall of Famer before he, before he went to Miami. And, huh? But was he playing with he, the quarterback? That he was playing with Patrick Mahomes. I saw, I saw him with, I saw him with check down Alex Smith. Okay, too. so before Tyreek got there, give me the three receivers Tua was throwing to. I think, I think he had Waddle. I think Waddle. Nope. Uh, uh, Sammy Parker. I think they got okay. Devo- Sammy Devontae Parker. Parker. I think. Yeah, Devontae Parker. He's in New England now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. There. Hold on, hold on. I thought you said, hold on, hold on, Woody. You and Dio, I thought you say quarterbacks raise the level of play of wide receivers. They don't do that now. I don't think they do it nearly okay. as much as they used no, no, to. No, 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 not like, nearly. That's not what you said. I've I said that for years, that. Shannon. I have said that for years. It's no longer that elite quarterbacks just completely elevate the things around them. Because of the rules and the schematic changes in the NFL, this is what Kansas City did in many ways. It's really the people around the quarterback and you, and, elevating that And you guy. know what? And you, you want me to tell you the telltale sign of that? Look at, look at how the wide receivers are getting paid now. These wide receivers are you get we are Shay, hey Shay, you know this. You people, these organizations pay who they prioritize, what positions they prioritize. 
They prioritize wide receivers because these wide receivers are coming to league and elevating these guys. And why are they prioritizing wide receivers? Because the game, because of the rules change. Yes. So, therefore, yeah. they're going to prioritize that. So, now it's easier for wide receivers to get open because they play in more space, the defensive receiver, the incidental yep. contact. So, it should be easier. Am I correct? 100% yeah. accurate. Okay. Yes. I'm just checking. I'm checking. All right, more on this game later, guys. But uh, this just in, Dan Orlovsky, he loves studying quarterback play. He's seen quite the show from both Brock Purdy, whose Niners are sitting pretty at 11-3 and and look like men amongst boys. And then there's Lamar Jackson and his Ravens, who have been on a tear. Let's be honest, Lamar's just a different cat. Let's hear what Dan had to say on Monday. Watching Lamar play is just so unique. I mean, there's seven or eight plays a game that you just go, I don't know who else does it. You know, Josh no. and Patrick and, and whatnot. I, I think the, the bigger conversation is this. The, the MVP for the first time, if what feels like a long time, is going to be like the Heisman this year. All these guys are going to get their moments. In, yes. in the next three weeks, they're all going to get their moments. All right. So looking at the MVP race, Brock Purdy is the odds-on favorite at ESPN Best. While his opponent on Monday, Lamar Jackson, has the second best odds at plus 450 ahead of their huge matchup this week, Christmas Eve. Shannon, who's more deserving of MVP right now? Would you go Lamar or Brock? I hate when they use I hate when people use that term deserving because I've heard people say that about me and my success over the last year and a half is that Shannon Sharp doesn't deserve. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't deserve it, but I damn sure earned it. So right now, Brock Purdy, I believe, has earned the MVP based on his play, based on what he's done for his team and the numbers that he's put up. So I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson isn't deserving. I'm saying I believe Brock Purdy has earned it more with his play on the field. You look at what he's done, second in passing yards, one in touchdown, touchdown to interception ratio, completion percentage yards per attempt, uh, uh, second yards per attempt to Tua, and number one in QBR. I don't really know how you get any better than that. And they're the number one seed, just like Lamar Jackson is. And when you look at this, people say, well, look at Lamar. When Lamar won the MVP, and I'm going to ask, this is a question. It's not rhetorical. It's to you, Dio, and it's also to you, Woody. When you look at Lamar Jackson's stats and the year that he won unanimous MVP, was he throwing to better receivers then or better receivers now? Now. Now. Okay. And look at the numbers. They're not even comparable. Yeah. You, they're, they're not comparable. And if you say, well, Shadow, add his rush add his rush numbers in with his passing numbers and put him to Brock Purdy's passing numbers and rush numbers, t- t- touchdowns and turnovers, and Brock Purdy is still in the front. So for me right now, the most the guy that earned the MVP thus far, thus far, now Christmas Day will have Christmas night, will have something to say about that. But I do believe if Brock Purdy is the MVP if we were to vote right now. Yeah, Shannon, this is an unbelievable conversation. And I'm not just saying that. I honestly believe it because I don't, like, feel convicted to completely disagree with you. On Monday, I was like, Lamar, and as this week has gone on, and I've heard people make some points, and I hear you make your point, it's hard for me to candidly disagree. I think Brock, what he's done is, like, could you make the case he's playing quarterback better than anybody in football? I think you can make that case, and it's hard to disagree with it. Most valuable, like better versus most valuable, is a little bit more of an intense conversation. Most valuable 
Lamar's offense and Todd Monken as their play caller in Baltimore, it's not really built for like these gaudy numbers. It's more like based on the play. And that's why I said to you on Monday, like if you just watch every single snap, you point out or you see like, man, plays like this happen on a consistent basis where there's nothing there and something gets made. And I, I said this th- this morning, Shannon, I'll be interested in your perspective of it. It's almost this conversation or debate between operator and creator. There's no yeah. one operating at a higher yeah. level on a consistent basis than Brock. Now, his offense is built upon that. It's th- that systematic, machine-like operation. Maybe Dak Prescott and him. And I don't know if there's anybody creating more offense than Lamar Jackson. And right. it maybe isn't, you know, numbers-wise as gaudy as Brock's, but just watching the tape-wise and watching game-wise, you go, gosh, there's creation there. There's, there's, there's stuff that should not be there that becomes there from Lamar Jackson. That's why I sit here and I say, and part of it is this, and being straight up, Shannon and Woody and, and Molly, like, we can't take this guy's greatness for granted. We can't, and we do, because it's like, oh, Lamar's just having another great year, but Brock's playing great. He, he absolutely should be at the very top of all the MVP lists. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when we, t- when we get into this discussion, and, it's going, and, and I truly believe like this MVP discussion is going to come down to the wire because there's so many, totally. so many great matches with a lot of the guys that are sitting at the top of the MVP standing. It'll be standing. like the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, Who has a- their Heisman MVP movement? A- a- absolutely. Here's one thing I would say, and for me, it's Brock Purdy. Shay, Shay let, let, let me see if you agree with this. I think we hold roster construction against Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. We, we do. do. We do. Yeah. We, we hold what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done at building this roster up against Brock Purdy. Because to me, it feels like there's a notion of, well, if I plug another quarterback in there, they can put up the same type of numbers. Right. And that's not true. Like, that's not, that's absolutely not true. We see, we're seeing Brock Purdy playing the quarterback position at a level that very, very few in the history of the National Football League is operating at. We're seeing right. the San Francisco 49ers offense being compared to some of the elite offense Offenses that we've seen over the last 20, 25 years, the greatest show on turf, some, you know, Peyton Manning, the Patriots, uh, you know, when they had their undefeated regular season. Like, that's the level of play that Brock Purdy is is playing at right now. I'm not disputing what Lamar Jackson means to the Baltimore Ravens because you take Lamar Jackson away from the Baltimore Ravens, they're severely compromised. He's that elite of a player. So there's a value, right? There's a value to that. But, it, but for me, it's the level in which Brock Purdy is playing the quarterback position that I don't see anyone, maybe Matthew Stafford, I don't see anyone operating the quarterback position the way Brock Purdy is operating. And I'm just talking about at an efficiency level, and that's why I lean towards Brock Purdy in the MVP race. I agree with you, Woody. Let me address uh, Dio's, uh, he asked about operator and creator. As a matter of fact, I would rather have Lamar Jackson as an operator instead of a creator because when he creates, it's so frustrating because you saw the play against the Jacksonville Jaguars and you see the guy and he's running around, he's running around, and the guy asks him, man, how did you do that? 
That's what's so frustrating is when he gets off script. It's like you call a play and you have the perfect defense call and then he can just throw that Don't play matter. out the window and just razzle-dazzle. He can take off and give you 30 or he can buy time and throw the ball 50 yards over your head. But because Brock Purdy, his numbers are so sensational. He's not, you know, because we've seen guys have teams that are this good and they have mediocre numbers, Woody, because there are other areas. The defense is playing lights out. Uh, the special teams are so good. But Brock Purdy numbers, he's second in passing yards, and he's like 27, 28 in right. pass attempts. So yeah. can you imagine? He, it's going to be close. Christian McCaffrey will have something to say about this also. But for me right now, McCaffrey. it's Brock Purdy. Real quick, I know we got to go. Here's a little thing that this is also true. I'll okay. ask you, Miles. Yeah. Is there another MVP candidate in San Francisco? Yes. Mm. Oh. Yes. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Okay, is there another one? In San Francisco. We talked. Debo. Debo. Is there another one? Trent Williams. Trent Williams. <laughs> like, yeah. is, yeah. There, is there one in Baltimore? No. no. He's but missing his best player. But see, but see no. that's, well, that's what. Well, guess what would be better see, than the MVP? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Well, like, well, you see how y'all do that? MVP. How about winning the Super Daddy, Bowl? you like that? Man, <laughs> y'all, y'all, boy, <laughs> y'all be like parameters. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Quick takes. Let's get it. The reigning MVP put on a show last night, scoring 51 points and pulled down 12 rebounds as the Sixers beat the top team in the West, the T-Wolves. Uh, Shannon, what do you think about Embiid's chances to repeat as MVP? 
Well, right now, he's the hand-down unanimous MVP, and he did that against Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. The guy's averaging 30, 35 points a game, and he's the first guy since Kareem to have 30-plus more points, 10 or more rebounds, in, 12, in 10 or more consecutive games. He's up to 12. I think Kareem did it 16 times in 71-72 season. When you can do something, that someone hasn't done in 50 plus years, that lets you know you're playing on another planet. And that's what he's doing right now. And Tyrese Maxey, I don't even want to call him a sidekick, but Tyrese Maxey being a, a Batman B to his Batman A, man, they are the real deal. Joel Embiid right now is the unanimous MVP and nobody mm. is close to him. And I love Nikola Jokic. Mm. The East is getting a little thick now too. All right, uh, back to the NFL, where things in Pittsburgh are in disarray after multiple instances where a player's effort is coming into question under head coach Mike Tomlin. Wide receiver George Pickens' effort has come under scrutiny after he stopped engaging with Colts cornerback Jalen Jones near the goal line on first quarter Jalen Warren run on Saturday. Here's Pickens explaining himself. I was trying to uh, prevent the Tank Dell situation, the same thing that happened to Tank Dell. Uh, I didn't want to get an injury. Uh, you know, when you stay on the block too long, you can get ran up on very easy. So. There's some people questioning your effort. Yeah, all the people that's questioning my effort, down, 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 play football, they do what y'all do. So that was Pickens' explanation. Mike Tomlin was asked about it yesterday, and Mike T, he didn't hold back. I would like him to be more professional in terms of addressing some of his shortcomings with you guys, but the manner in which he deals with you guys is not necessarily the manner in which he deals with us or himself regarding acknowledging where he is and where he needs to go. When you're winning and doing your jobs, man, a lot of the attention and so forth is on things such as that. When you're not doing your job and losing, you better keep your damn mouth shut and understand that that tracks a certain type of attention as well. And usually that's vulture-like attention. Okay. It's a lot to unpack here right now, guys. So let's do it. Let's play armchair psychologist. Let's just get in people's heads and have some fun right now. Dan, what is your reaction to all of this? When did this become okay in Pittsburgh? The Pittsburgh that I grew up watching and played against would, would have never said this or allowed this. This you got one of my favorite movies all time is Miracle and Herb Brooks the, the the coach has that saying the name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the name on the back. This is the opposite of that. This is George Pickens in many ways going this is me over we. That's never been the Steelers way. Woody and I I played on bad teams. We dealt with a lot of this stuff where it was me 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 not we. With Pittsburgh with with Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward and Keith Miller those guys were never a part of something like this. And I sit here and I ask, when did this become okay in Pittsburgh, who for decades has become, it has been the standard? George Pickens should, because of his effort, be benched. They can't bench him because they're not talented enough to overcome what that talent gap or drop-off would be. But for me, for a person who has in many ways admired the Pittsburgh Steelers organization and what it stood for, I sit here and I ask, when did this become something that a Steelers team that is in the playoff hunt has to answer questions and kind of explain effort? That's shocking to me. Shocking. It's, not shocking. it's not shocking to me. 
You say, when did this happen? It's been happening. Let me tell you, and, I, and my, one of my favorite quotes, Woody, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this. You never accept anything in a win you wouldn't yep. have lost. If yep. you think Pickens has, done, has not done this when they were winning, you're fooling yourself. So you mean to tell me you think this is the first time that he's ever yep. done something like this? Yep. Do you think Deontay Johnson not blocking that, that DB against Cincinnati was the first time he done this? Absolutely not, because you either coach this or you condone this. And so I'm saying, uh, 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 Mike Tomlin, you condone this, because when uh, Antonio Brown was missing meetings, when he was showing up late, you played him, because he could give you production that you couldn't get. You remember when he went uh, on Facebook Live in the locker room immediately after? And what did Mike T say? We're not going to punish ourselves. You see, he was tolerating things and wins he never would in a loss. Now, if that was okay in a win, why isn't it okay in a loss? Because you condone it, it's like a child. A child does not know the difference between right and wrong unless you correct them. And he never corrected them. And so now they think that he says, I didn't want to get hurt. You in the wrong sport, bro. You need to leave football. Woody, D.O., you better tell him. If you play the game of football, it's not in. It's just, it's just a matter of time. You're going to get rolled up because you're going to ask the running back to stick his face in there and block a blitzing linebacker or DB so the quarterback can have extra time to throw you the ball. It's been like this. Look at the wide receivers over the last decade in Pittsburgh and look at their behavior. Look at Antonio Brown. Look at Chase Claypool. Look at Deontay Johnson. Look at Pickens. Look at Martavius Bryant. Do you see a reoccurring theme here, Dan? Mm, and it's, it's one point. group. It's one group, Woody. It's the receivers. Yeah, listen, when, uh, when I, we played this, uh, we had a big discussion about this on Get Up this morning, and uh, just hearing George picking, like, I almost erupted on the set because it's just like, what, what are you talking about? He was basically disparaging reporters and telling them, like, y'all don't know what it's like being out on the football field. And I'm like, well, I played 12 years in the league, and if you and Shay and Dio, you know this, it's when you don't play at 100% is when you get hurt. Absolutely. That's what happens. You know what I mean? Like, so his whole concept of, well, I didn't want to get hurt. That's why I kind of stepped out of the way. No, it's when you don't play at 100%, that's when you get hurt. But, Shay, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say right here. Mike Tomlin, who's one of the best orator head coaches that in all the sports that I've ever come across, he has a saying that he says all the time. The standard, standard is the standard. Okay, the standard is the standard. And what I take from that is there's a way that we go about doing things here in Pittsburgh. I don't care what other teams do, but when you when you put on that black and yellow, the standard is the standard. And so, Shay, this goes back to what you just mentioned. Okay, if the standard is standard, why have you kept allowing all of these guys at one position to keep doing these things over and over and over again. Because, see, it's easy for us to put, pump our chest up when we get numbers and we, when we win it. But to me, the true character guys are the guys when things, when you're in a three-game losing streak, you're not getting your numbers. The guys who come out, stand out in front, those are the guys that you want to hang your hat on. And so for me, when I look at Mike Tomlin, I'm just like, Okay, so you're siding with talent over the standards right here. And right. What, what message does that send to the rest of the Steelers locker room 
when guys are busting their behinds trying to win football game, and there's clearly a guy who's not giving you max effort, but, oh, we need this guy. We need his talent out on the field. You know, what is, what is that saying right now? Go back and look. I played on teams, and we had outstanding runners. Everybody know about that zone running scheme in Denver. Go back and look at Ed, uh, Ed McCaffrey and Rod Smith. I'll oh. give you another example. Mm. Look at the 49ers. Look at Debo. Look at Ayuk. Look at Jennings. Look at those guys blocking down the field for Christian McCaffrey. Go look at Miami and look at guys blocking for Mostert and H.A. down the field. If you want to have success, because I understand as a wide receiver, you want to catch the ball, but you also have other duty too. You got to block. You got to block for the running back because you want him to block for you, but you don't want to block for him. And to say, man, I didn't want to get hurt, bro. You understand that the game of football is inherently dangerous, and the moment that you step on the field, you're susceptible to an injury or risk of an injury? Come on, Pickett. Could you imagine, Shannon, could you imagine, could you imagine, could you just, just live in a world where, um, you know, we're, we're in a playoff game or, or the Super Bowl, and, and Tyreek Hill's running that big in route versus the Buffalo Bills a couple years ago, and there's a defender, and Patrick just drops to the ground. And everyone's like, well, Ty- Patrick Mahomes, why didn't you throw the ball to Tyreek? And he was like, I didn't want to get hurt. Right. I, I, could you imagine another no. player just saying, hey, I didn't do kind because of what I my did. job is, what I'm paid to do in part because I, was, no. I didn't want to get injured? No. And that's what I, I said. Like, that's the ultimate me over we. And that's why I don't, I don't understand how, like, we've, we've gotten to the point where we're trying to, like, have a conversation about effort. Shay, Shay, let me yes. ask you this, man. Like, can you imagine – like, when you usually have plays like the ones that George Pickett had, you, you've been in those meetings where, like, team meetings where a coach will put that on, put on in front of everybody. Everybody. Can you, everybody. Imagine, can you imagine how disgusted you would be sitting in, a, sitting in a team meeting and the coach showing you that play as a player? Like, you got to have some pride. That's the thing that just really puzzles me about this. It's like, where is your pride at? Where is the pride at? Right. You, the you pride ab- at? Like, this, like you said, Shannon, right. this stuff has been going on for a while because for you to just go out there and do something like that, you fear no repercussion. And you fear it, no repercussion. He said, you know what? Sometimes we think things are, are, are Woody, but we like, man, if I were to say that, how that's going to sound? Right. He said it out loud. Right. And the one, when you played in the game, the one thing, especially in the blocking game, I wanted to make sure. I said, man, I know if I'm doing some bull jive, Allen's going to put this thing up on the, on come Wednesday. Mike going to say, hey, gonna, I said, man, I, you don't want your team. That's the one thing. You can let 80,000 fans down. You would even, but you can't let your teammates down. The guys that's counting on you, that you said, I'll give it up for you, and you expect them to give it up for you. You would give it up for them, and they would give it up for you. And this man said, I didn't block him because I didn't want to get hurt. How? Okay, how, about, and, how about this? Brooke Pryor this morning was having the in part of the conversation with us, and she reports in Mike Tomlin's words, she asked, why won't you bench George Pickens? And to her report, Mike Tomlin said, because he's too talented. See? What, 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 so, what, so what The standard is the standard, right? That There's to no me is shocking. No, I, maybe, to I'm, me. maybe I'm like naive to it, and maybe nope. I'm a little bit too old school, but to hear the nope. head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers say that to me yeah. is shocking. That's why they behave in this manner. 
a child will continuously to misbehave unless there's a correction. And you, my grandfather used to always say, but he said, boy, you never reward negative behavior. Mm. You see what they did? They set the standard when they gave AB that money. AB yep. been acting a fool. And they but gave that him was the money. A B. Like that was at least that was you I'm see, not just you, but that was a B who was a Hall of Fame player. Dio, what do you better tell him? You see what happens? When those guys see that type of behavior, they, yeah, they think, think once okay. they get to that level, they can behave in that manner. So yeah. if I start having a little success, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to act a fool also because A.B. got rewarded. You never reward negative behavior. Therefore, you don't run the risk because it's no longer the standard is the standard. That is the standard. Mm. B.S.ing. That is the standard for the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver core. That is why they're going through what they're going through. Ain't no more standard is the standard because Mike Tomlin has told you, he has shown you what the standard is. If you can play, it doesn't matter what you do on the field. You can bull jive, you can drop passes, you can go half-hearted. I'm going to put you in the game because I believe your talent demands that I do so. So therefore, this says, why? What, so so what's, what's the incentive to make them to do what they should be doing if they're going to play regardless? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. 
Another night, another Lakers loss. LeBron and company fell to the Bulls by 16 for their third straight loss. They're 1-4 since winning the in-season tournament. Derek Fisher had some, some thoughts on what's going on in L.A. The in-season tournament conversation, that is a variable. I think there is a reason why you wait until the end to celebrate you know, winning a championship. <laughs> or because, go into that mode. Yeah, or go into that mode playoff where, mode. you know, yeah. for three or four games, you, you race to that playoff level. We know that after the season ends or after you win it or wrap up, yeah. there is a letdown. All right, quick take, Shay. This one's for you. Interesting point there by Derek Fisher. How concerned are you about your Lakers? Well, I'm concerned because they're not playing defense. They allowed the Bulls to shoot 55% last night. They had eight players in double figures. And since the end-season tournament, D'Lo hadn't been able to find locate his shot. He's shooting 34% from the floor, 22% from the three-point line. That's not good enough. The scoring load, the onus has been on LeBron and AD, and AD is still having problems with those hips. And guys that were brought in to defend, the uh, Cam Reddish, the Torian Princess. I don't see the defensive effort that I need to see when you let, allow a team to shoot 55% and eight guys are in double figures. Yes, I am concerned. I don't know about no letdown, but they need to pick it up. All right, fair enough. Uh, the Bears, meanwhile, have an interesting decision to make this offseason. The team is expected to hold the number one overall pick, but their current quarterback, Justin Fields, was the 11th overall pick in 2021, and the Bears have until May to exercise his fifth-year option. Dan, quick take for you. Should the Bears stick with Fields or draft another quarterback? I have absolutely no idea, and I never say that on this show. But that's the fascinating part, is I don't know what's best for the Bears. If you hold on to Justin Fields, you pass up in two consecutive years, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, and Drake May. If you move on from Justin Fields, you give up on a player that, in the worst situation of football last year for a quarterback, in an average one this year, over his last 17 starts is about 4,500 total yards and 33 touchdowns. You win a lot of football games with that type of play at quarterback, and he's just but, getting better. So I don't, but, I, I don't know what's best for the Bears. You tell, hold on, you say you win a lot of games, but they haven't won a lot of games with him. But here's the, here's the kicker. If you keep him, you know how much it's going to cost to re-sign him. Do you understand what quarterbacks are going for? Yes, so sir. I, me personally, I yeah. would move on because I think he'd be better off somewhere else because clearly they don't know what to do with him. And, I'll, and then I'll take one of these quarterbacks, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, whomever they feel that has the higher value. And I'm still – because I, got, I'm, I believe I can get a first or second round pick. For, for Justin Fields. You I got my first own first. Fields. I, I still got. Hold on. You mean to tell me the Raiders? The Raiders? I get a first, round, a first pick. round pick for Justin Fields. I get a, I get a first round pick. I get a first I'll round pick. I'll give you a second pick. round pick. Here, here's my thing. Here's my thing with this. I know this is a quick take. We get too caught up in the whole, like, we got to reset the rookie quarterback market for our team. The Jets did that. How did that work out for, with, with Zach Wilson? The, 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 the 49ers tried to do that with Trey Lance. How did that work out? Too often, teams draft rookie quarterbacks with that intent, and they're not built to support rookie quarterbacks. We're seeing it with Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. We're seeing it with Mac Jones in New England. I get the financial thing, Shannon, but what would you rather have? A cheap quarterback or one that is really good and expensive? But don't win. So I re you rather have a quarterback that I'm paying a quarter of a million dollars that win me six, seven games a year. But why are they winning six or seven games a year? Why, you, mean, to you, to you told me Justin Fields was outstanding. You said you can win a lot of games. Yet I've seen him, and they haven't won a lot of games with him. I'm just, go lost. I'm just going by what I see. 
They lost to the 9-5 and five Cleveland Browns last week because of two dropped touchdowns. That's not on Justin Fields. You talk about one game. I love how you see, and you love to do, you love to do this. You take one game. So what about the other the other eight games that they've lost? Well, so whose fault again, was that? Again, I'm not Justin's part of this, but this last year was the worst quarterback situation as far as support in the NFL. Of course, you're not going to win a lot of games with that. This is the first year that he's had a number one receiver, let alone a number two. He didn't have a number two last year. How, of course, you're not going to win a lot of games. I just, I, just don't, I just don't know if I'm willing to invest a quarter of a billion in a guy. But you just, don't have I'm to the, right now. You don't have uh, – again, I don't so you'll know let it move on? You'll let – hold on. you got to pick up his fifth-year option. Okay, you don't re-sign him. You're going to let him move on? So now you don't sign him long-term. He moves on, and for two consecutive drafts, you've given up on C.J. Stroud, uh, uh, Bryce Young, I'm just uh, uh, saying Drake it's May, not Caleb an easy – I don't think it's as easy a decision as it was a month ago, two months ago. I don't. Mm. Okay. Can't wait for everyone to hear your New Year's resolution, you know, <laughs> about quarterbacks and your plans.